Support for Industry Focus comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Use Rocket Mortgage for a transparent, trustworthy home loan process that's completely online at quickenloans.com forward slash fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, 2017, so we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I'm your host, Sean Riley, and joining me today in studio is Motley Fool Premium Analyst and part-time crooner, Mr. Taylor Markerman. How's it going, sir? Hey, hey, hey. Um, so, uh, Dynamic Duo's back here, huh? I missed you. Yeah, it's been, uh, what you been three, up to? four weeks, maybe. Well, did some skiing in Colorado. Oh, in Vegas last weekend. Um, does it? Uh, did your skiing get disrupted by uh, the Trump sons? I heard they were in Aspen and it like messed up some. No, I wasn't. I wasn't that deep into Colorado. I was in Breckenridge and Keystone, Summit Very County. Good. So. I think they were in Aspen, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, that would have been fun though, huh? Uh, Ski with the Trump boys. <laughs> I guess could have done some some hobnobbing. Secret secrets are yeah. Um. So. Oil's been weird while you're gone. Did you listen to all the shows? I listened to a couple. Couple, yeah. yeah. You um, had Tyler Crow from from Africa, Tyler long was distance back. in in the heart of it was African oil land. We had, uh, oh man, we had to I do it at a certain time because when everybody gets off work there. They get on their cell phones to get on Facebook and stuff, yeah. and it jams up all the cell that's towers. That's funny. And that's his internet connection. Where's these Google blimps with uh, internet and where are the Facebook blimps? satellites with internet? Come yeah, on, what, guys. What, what uh, Zuckerberg wants to have the drones flying around yeah. the planet to provide internet and stuff. Well, you know, when the company's based on access to the internet, might as well provide it. Wouldn't that be nice? But this isn't a tech show. This is not, no. Darn you, tech. That's tomorrow. <laughs> um, no, we're going to talk about Earl. Earl. We're going to talk about that Earl there on the ground. Um, So, a couple of months ago, OPEC cut production, and everybody's like, oh, it's about 50 now, it's coming back, maybe 70 this year, da-da-da-da-da. You very wisely have been, you know, a little little less um, euphoric, enthusiastic, something. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about what's happening a bunch. Months ago. But we we got uh, to do it Before it actually happened. Uh, Yeah. So OPEC cut. U.S. said we're not going to. We're going to ramp it up. Uh, fuel fix. You sent me a very interesting blog. Um, it's very happy uh, to read this because yeah. it's it, it it gives some hard numbers to what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, headline reads: Is the boom back? Drillers to spend twenty five billion more in twenty seventeen by David Hun. It ran on March sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of money. And I also when I read this it popped in my mind that um, Exxon made that six and a half billion dollar purchase from the uh, the Bass family down there in Texas mm-hmm. of, of essentially shale sure. property. Um, so now you've got the biggest energy company domestically at least mm-hmm. out there getting in on the game and yep. it's like Oh God, we're gonna do this again. Yeah. Um, what else did Reminds you? Reminds me of their XTO purchase way back when. Oh gosh, when, what year would that have that been? That was like 2010 or 11. How big was it? Why did you say I it reminded of you? Well, because they they were trying to get into the shale gas game at the at the time when prices were sky high, LOL. and then they fell off. But at least now, maybe they're <laughs> buying at at low prices. It could be, although um, maybe maybe 50 is the new 100 because it's, uh, because the U.S. like you said. Spending is up globally, supposedly throughout the rest of this year. They're getting so predominant, predominantly in the U.S. Uh, yeah. So, what else did you take from this? Because 
uh, oil. Uh, what did U.S. production peak out? Was it ten point three million barrels? Something like that. It's, yeah, we then, dropped below nine recently, but now they're expected to to boost another one million barrels per day over the over the next year or two. Guys, stop it. Yeah. Well, guys. you know, they keep getting they keep getting more efficient. Crow used to talk about how he's like these guys only know one thing: these wildcatters, and it's yeah. get out there and find some oil. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If you if you read the history of some of these guys, uh, the Frackers, I think, is a book by uh, Greg Zuckerman. I think his name was. I can Amazon it if you. I know his last name is is Zuckerman um, because it, it rhymes so nicely with my last name, Muckerman. But um, <laughs> great book, yeah. The, the history of like Harold Ham and Aubrey McClendon and a few other um, infamous wildcatters and. Uh, this is ex- this is available been- on Amazon.com and fine bookstores everywhere. It is Gregory Zuckerman. Gregory, yes, there okay. you go. My memory serves correctly. The the frackers, the outrageous inside story of the new billionaire wildcatters. Yeehaw. Yeah. If you want to know, like, that book goes back, I think, several decades, and nothing has changed. It, only oil's gotten cheaper to produce via right. fracking. So if you really want to, if you really want to learn about this, what's going on in the United States, in my mind, that's the book to read. Uh, when did you re- last read it? That sounds it awesome. It was a couple years to, ago. We, I think I think the fool got an advanced copy, um, and we passed it around. I read it very quickly because it was very interesting. So um, I do want to get your thoughts on something that uh, Tyler Crow said when I had sure. him on the show. Yeah. Um, so um, to your credit, you've been less euphoric mm-hmm. with the oil prices and everything, just because these guys. I mean. All they know is to yeah. Once it once it hits break and... even, they're ready to go, baby. <laughs> well, we're breaking even, but we'll make it up on volume. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, the other thing was, I think the day I had him on, um, there was another inventory build. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was just under nine million barrels. It was unexpected. Yep. Everybody's freaking out. Oil fell like four and a half percent. I remember day. that. Yeah. And um, Crow and uh, you know, and I chatted about it, and his point was. Um, the United States oil market, mm-hmm. in terms of consumption, and you know, therefore, it's at least very closely tied to Cushing mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, uh, West the, Texas Intermediate pricing at Cushing. Yeah, um, is is sixteen percent of the oil market. It's a lot. Sure, it's a lot. Cool, but uh, this is this is not the oil market. Yeah, and OPEC still reigns supreme. Everybody, well, no. His point was, you know, everybody's worried about oversupply here, and it's being stored here, and all that stuff. But his point was, the market fixates on U.S. supply and you know storage here mm-hmm. because it's the only good data we have. Sure. Um, you know, we think that, for example, China's oil production is down seven percent. But I mean, I don't know. Do we trust that? We definitely don't well, trust we the have, Saudis' numbers. I mean, they're all checking each other. Or whatever. Yeah. I what so I mean, we don't. I don't know if we have any necessary reason. Just because a U.S. government agency isn't able to validate it doesn't mean that it's not true, right? But it also doesn't mean that uh, maybe it, they're it, thinking the same thing about our inventory numbers. That's fine. <laughs> it it just seems odd to um, drive the price down of a global commodity yeah. that arguably our economy kind of needs right now down by four and a half percent in a single day because of the inventory numbers in one market that represents sixteen percent of the global market. Well, I think it's I think it's because of the fact that this has uh, a Mr. Markety Benjamin Graham feel to it. Is the point? I I think that you know maybe prices took a nosedive because they weren't all that high to continue to build inventory. Like 
Mm-hmm. That just means that these companies really don't care if oil is in the $40 range. They're going to continue to produce. And it also means that demand isn't soaking up the new production. So, um, you look at the IEA came out recently and suggested that um, oil demand growth, not oil demand uh, overall, but oil demand growth will slow in 2017 versus 2016. So, you had one point around 1.6 million barrels per day of new demand growth last year. They suggest only 1.4 million barrels of new demand growth this year. Meanwhile, the U.S. is going to produce likely one more one more million barrels per right. day, which is almost the entire new demand growth. And if OPEC wanted to, they could just reverse the cuts that they have, and that would totally absorb and likely oversupply the market. Um, and Goldman Sachs suggests that that's going to happen in 2018, 2019, 2020, when the historic spending of the early 20-teens catches up to us because the mega projects that were spent on 2011, 2013. So those uh, aren't are online good. yet. They're, they're coming online, but the yeah. bulk of them will be full force in the next few years. Yeesh. And these are these are the projects that that have a long lifespan compared to shale oil. So the projects that, because um, you remember in another episode, um, we talked about how, uh, was it 2015 or 16? It was the lowest CapEx spend yeah. on oil production growth since World War II. Right, yeah. And now, we're, now we're raising by $25 billion uh, over last I, I, year. I like Ike. Like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something tells me there's more money in circulation than there was back then. So, right. you would imagine it would be higher even if oil There was a crash were, or something. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something there. Yeah. Um, so, when... What kind of projects were those? When would those be not coming online? Like, would, would it be now, I would think? But... Uh, in terms of um, when companies aren't spending on those mega projects, so 2015 was it 2015 or 16? Um, I mean, they were both fairly equal. We would have been I mean, talking about okay, so this is both <laughs> the last two years. Yeah. lowest spending on U.S. domestic mm-hmm. oil production growth since Eisenhower was in the White yeah. House. Um, when were those those because that was shale, right? It was shale projects, and that can be that was on, where that so. was where most people were leaving their money. Yeah, the mega projects were taking a back seat. So I guess if you have to imagine, 2011 to 13 projects are coming on this right. year through 2019. So that's what that's six six years basically uh, for the big projects for the mega projects have, to come okay. online. So if you stop spending in 2015, 20, 2016, then right. you would imagine 2021, 2022. Things might start to autocorrect, and I, and I have seen that written that you know mm-hmm. there might be a supply shortage because of those couple of years where companies pull back the reins, but um, that's five to six years away from today. Um, I also remember lot, yeah. last year. What was it? There was this uh, oil lease auction in the Gulf of Mexico, and nobody showed. Yeah, up. nobody showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like, that's guys. because offshore oil. You know, no one's really spending there anymore because again, these projects take a long time. They're very expensive. And uh, one day, maybe, but who knows what demand is going to look like in 2021. Right. So, I'm going to have a super-powered Tesla with a solar panel. Exactly. I I mean, I don't know. You've got half a billion or half a million people on order for Teslas here in the United States, and that's just in our country alone. Now, then you have uh, UAE, the United Arab Emirates, signing a contract with Hyperloop One, the company that took Elon Musk's idea and is trying to connect. I think Abu Dhabi and Dubai via Hyperloop, and now they're trying to do the same thing in Europe. So, yeah, I mean, if, if stuff like that takes over, faster transport than airlines. Oy. I mean, you can, Oy. yeah. Where's America 
signing Roads. these Hyperloop contracts. They're building them out in Nevada, the test facilities, and they're not even signing contracts in the U.S. Um, I don't know. We could do it. Well, we could, but we're not. Um, you need to... No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, uh, any companies you're interested in these days? I know you like the the midstream, just because you don't know what... Well, really, nobody knows. Well, I mean, if if the U.S. is going to produce one million more barrels per day in the next couple of years, then... Yeah, the pipelines are going to be bursting at the seams. I um, I've written about the pipelines a bunch too, and um, the thing that I like about them is, uh, you know, it's one of the closer things you can get to a monopoly. Yeah, these days. Um, well, Kinder Morgan's trying to build a, I think a f- 430 mile pipeline for natural gas from the Permian Basin to the Gulf Coast. Enbridge just completed their merger with Spectra Energy, so now it's very well hedged. Oil versus natural gas, mm-hmm. Spectra being more natural gas, Enbridge being more oil heavy. Um, those are the behemoths, so chances are they're going to get a piece of the pie. Did we ever get to talk about that $4.5 billion pipeline that uh, Kinder Morgan's building up there for the oil sands in Canada to get it to the West Coast, kind of up there by Seattle? Yeah, I think, I think we did. It's a, it's an expansion on their existing That's pipeline. That's right, it was an expansion. Yeah, so yeah. they're just going to add basically, I mean, not basically, it's I not think a it basic tripled, project. Correct me, I think it yeah. tripled the amount of oil yeah. or whatever that can go through it. Essentially, they'll just build additional pipelines next to the existing one. Okay. Um, but then you have to scratch your head about oil. Well, no, I know that was the thing. Expensive way to produce oil. It's super, super unclean, com- relatively speaking. Because um, Shell just sold their yeah, assets they, up there. They completely sold out. But somebody bought it, so somebody believes in it. That's what makes the market. That's man. right. Yeah. <laughs> now, if Shell had come out and said we want to sell this, but we can't, that would then be maybe I would say Kinder Morgan, remember, what the heck are you doing? Do you remember before this this stuff started whiting petroleum? They're like, oh, we're gonna put ourselves up for sale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was nobody no bought. Takers. Yeah, that was the that was the doldrums. <laughs> Which you know. Looking back, somebody probably should have bought them. Oh yeah, they, they were offered yeah. for dirt cheap at the bottom of the barrel in terms of oil prices. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna do that anyway. <laughs> You're gonna go buy white. I'm gonna Patron. go buy that. Gonna, uh, <laughs> go back in time. I'm gonna LBO that. I'm yeah. gonna put down eight dollars. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of like maybe some producers again, you ke- we can keep harping on EOG and, and Pioneer. Permian. Leaders, I wrote about that two years leaders. ago, man. We need something new. <laughs> I know. Well, the, it's not. There's nothing new to talk about. They're still the biggest and the best. That they're the ones that are probably going to increase their spending the most. Because um, when you look at that 25 billion dollar number that in capex that's going to increase over 2016 spending, uh, about 15 billion of that is coming from U.S. producers. Jeez. So, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, you get the last word before we head out. Anything cool going on in life or in the markets? Yeah, are you are you looking for a mortgage? Because I uh, I want to talk to you about rocket mortgage. Real I quick. mean, you can talk to me about it. Maybe you can convince me. I'm wondering when they're going to sign Elon Musk to be their oh, spokesperson. Man, that would be good. Um, you know, right. they could bur- they could sponsor one of his ro- one of his Falcon right, Nine I'm, rockets. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a shout out real quick. I'm gonna work Elon Musk if, in there if they're listening. I'm gonna do see this. if Falcon Nine can, will let you sponsor one of their rockets. Oh man! I mean, they broadcast the all those launches live. I mean, yeah, why not? Put a sticker on the side. Yeah. Right. Okay. Are you ready? This is gonna be good. Yeah. Let's hear it. Uh, support for this podcast comes from Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust and who has your best interests in mind. With Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make you an informed decision. After all, making informed decisions is important, important just like Elon Musk whenever he researches how to build a rocket. He goes back to first principles. Yes. Well, so, no, it was funny, like... <laughs> 
we had a video about Bill Man about Bill about Bill Man, um, one of our uh, former Motley Fool Wealth Management advisors, now moving back upstairs to to work with our premium products. And he interviewed Elon Musk way back when oh be, before gosh. he before SpaceX really hit the map. And one of his questions was, "What's it like to have a rocket fail?" Oh, and Elon man. was basically like, "You know, it kind of sucks." <laughs> and Bill responded, "Well." It probably looked real cool. Man. All right. So if you don't want a rocket to blow up, we have a different rocket yeah, for yeah, you yeah. here. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, bottom line, do not waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com forward slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Thanks again to Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans for supporting our podcast. We look forward to seeing your logo on the side of a Elon Musk SpaceX rocket. I'm just saying. I know. Don't. don't. <laughs> I know. Um, before we head out, I actually want to get your uh, opinion on this uh, piece that uh, Motley Fool's uh, Greg Brewer put out on okay. uh, Shell Oil's dividend. What'd they do? Uh, no, it's just seven percent, and it looks yeah. pretty. But they got those capex plans. I was like, okay, how long can can this keep going? Be wary of high energy production dividends. <laughs> That's all I can say. Beware not to of, Shell. In beware particular. of oil men bearing dividends. <laughs> Dude, not to say anything about Shell in particular, but. Um, that's just my own. We can't help but notice that EOG MO. doesn't pay a huge one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And companies that have in the past haven't for long. Dun dun dun. So Although that, Midstream's okay, kind what's of. What's up? Midstream's usually Midstream okay. is fairly predictable compared to, to compared to the uh, the upstream and even the downstream. So We need cowboy hats when we talk about wildcatting. I mean, I got a bolo tie way back in the day when I'm gonna go get uh, a cowboy hat. Working on the wildcatters. I'm gonna go to King Street here and get a cowboy hat. Nice little bullet tie with a turquoise pendant yeah. right in the middle. I should have worn that when Crow and I went to I'm Texas. sure there's a I'm sure there's a cowboy hat around the office somewhere. You think? Oh, of Maybe course. With a I mean, there's a shark with a helicopter attached to it flying around the that office. That is very the other true. Day, so yeah. If there's not a cowboy hat, I think we need to solve that. L- ladies and gentlemen, he's not kidding. Uh, all right, cool. Well, thanks, thanks for your time, yeah. man. We'll see you next week, hopefully. Yes, we will. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Yeah, cool. Uh, And that is it for us, folks. Be sure and tune in tomorrow for The Technology Show with Dylan Lewis. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear in this program. For Taylor Markman, I am Sean Riley. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!